given how vulnerable so much of the legacy technology that's out there is, it would be naive to say that on some critical infrastructure that's out there, there isn't malware that has been planted. Hey, welcome to Commando On Demand, where we talk to the industry movers and shakers and keep you up to date on everything digital. I'm Kim Commando. Today, we're going to tell you exactly everything that you need to do to set up your financial accounts in order to prevent being hacked. So we're going to tell you exactly how the hackers are going to hack you and then tell you what you need to do in order to prevent that from happening. I'm Mike James. Also, you know, malware is everywhere. We've got an expert for you on how to avoid malware and keep you or your business safe. Coming up on Commando On Demand. So now it's time for this week's Commando On Demand Lifestyle Tech Tip. And here's Kim from the Kim Commando Show to talk about how to keep your computer safe from malware and ransomware. Go ahead, Kim. There are thousands of hacks and ransomware attacks and data breaches. And the problem is, is that one major hack story just leads to another. And after a while, they all start blurring together, don't they? You can't tune these stories out, even if they start sounding like background noise. So here are some things that you need to do. Number one, of course, have a good password. I know you're like, oh, God, Kim, I know that. All right. I'm not talking about a password like one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm talking about add some exclamation marks, some signs, question marks, a combination of letters and symbols that you'll remember, a passphrase. And the good news is, is that you can also use a password manager. Number two on the list is two-factor authentication. We're going to tell you how to set that up. Three, it's easier to keep track of your business finances, your personal finances, everything, your savings, if it's right in front of your eyes. And that means you want to use an app like Mint.com. They help you set budgets, manage your bills. Four on the list is, yes, you need to check your credit score. We're going to tell you how to do that. Five, freeze your credit. It's absolutely free to freeze your credit. If you're not sure how to do it, we're going to tell you exactly how to do it. And then there's a bonus tip is that you want to schedule this important reminder. One super simple way is to set a calendar reminder. You do it in about a minute for one day this month, then the same day four months from now and get another four months from then. Title is something like get a free credit report because you have access to each of the three bureaus free credit reports each year. But once a year is too long to check. So that's why you want to get one every four months. You can check Experian, then Equifax, and then TransUnion. We have everything that you need to know, including all the direct links. Want to hear more from the Kim Commando Show? You can go to commando.com slash radio to find one of the 400-plus radio stations that Kim's on every single weekend. Or if you'd like to listen on your time, go to getkim.com. And for as little as under $3 a month, You can listen in crystal clear digital audio to the Kim Commando Show on your time, whenever you want, or watch the show when we record. Now, ransomware is a huge problem. Up next, we're going to talk to Parham F. Dikari. He's an expert in ransomware and from the Institute for Critical Infrastructure Technology. He'll be telling us how ransomware gets into computers. And before we move on to that topic, hey, we have to thank our partners because, let's face it, they help make these Commando On Demand podcasts possible. And if you like what they're selling, be sure you go check it out. A while 
while back, the town of Greenville, North Carolina, reported that much of its system was shut down after an unspecified attack locked down many of its machines. Last month, Norwegian metal and power specialist Norsk Hydro was attacked, causing that company to shut down much of its industrial operations. What caused the attacks? Ransomware. According to the U.S. government cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency, ransomware is a type of malware designed to deny access to a computer system or data until a ransom is paid. Ransomware typically spreads through phishing emails or by unknowingly visiting an infected website. From commando.com, on this Commando on Demand podcast, we're talking about just how dangerous ransomware is to individuals and organizations. According to safetydetective.com, experts predict that ransomware attacks will cost businesses nearly $11 billion this year, and that is way up from the $325 million reported in 2015. Just think, a four-year difference from $325 million to $11 billion in fees for businesses and individuals. We're going to talk to Param Eftikari. He's an executive director of the Institute for Critical Infrastructure Technology, the nation's leading cybersecurity think tank. And we'll hear about how much more dangerous ransomware is becoming and how difficult it is to recover from an attack. I'll also have more tips and tools to protect your computer from being hacked. We are talking with Param Eftikari. First question about ransomware is front and center in terms of the dangers to companies. So how is this true for businesses specifically? Yeah, well, the emergence of ransomware, I think, uh, most importantly, up until the ransomware epidemic really came to be, malware was a threat because it would, at best, you know, slow down operations or uh, steal uh, your intellectual property uh, or steal uh, PII or, or personal information on your customers uh, or your staff, uh, or you know, if you're in the um, you know in, in the government space, you could steal national secrets. Right? It's all about data theft. Um, with ransomware, you know, when people, if they're not familiar with what what ransomware is, you know, think of it as a hostage situation. When you anyone familiar with the movies or in TV shows, right? What happens when the bad guys take someone hostage? They basically they'll they'll come into your home or come into a bank and they'll uh, take a gun mm-hmm. and say, "I'm going to take this person hostage." And to get it back, I want some money. With ransomware, they're doing this in a digital fashion. They'll, they'll take uh, software, and that software is used to essentially lock down your computer or your uh, company's uh, server. And the bad guys, whether it's a nation, you know, a, a, typically a cyber uh, criminal, right, uh, a, a, um, these organizations that do this to, to make money, and they say the only way that we will unlock your computer and unlock all your files and all this this data that you have is if you give us money, if you pay the ransom. And so obviously you can imagine if you're an organization that uh, you know is in the business of doing whatever it is you're doing, it's no longer about um, losing you know a million dollars or two million dollars or even five hundred million dollars through the loss of intellectual property. It is now my entire operation is shut down until I pay the ransom or until I can re- reboot my operation, restart my you know, servers and everything, uh, which as you can, you, know, you can kind of do the math and figure out the, the problems there. How do these companies get this ransomware? I mean, how does it get in through the door? So the vast majority of malware, regardless of what 
type of malware is. And malware just means the virus, right, that gets on your computer. I think a lot of folks still think about malware as being those annoying pop-ups that come on your computer, right, when you're trying to work. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true. But uh, malware these days has, has obviously evolved. It could mean, you know, stealing data and it could be ransomware. The vast majority of it actually comes from what's called phishing. Uh, phishing is just basically when adversaries or the bad guys are sending emails out to um, either consumers, right? Uh, anyone who has a Gmail or Yahoo yeah. or whatever account mm-hmm. or people within a company and it has links in the email. And when you're not paying attention or conscious of who's sending you the email and uh, it's from a stranger or somebody you don't trust and you click on the link, you could unknowingly download malware. And so, for example, when you get an email that looks like it's coming from Aunt Becky or your grandma, or it looked like it's coming from Facebook, but if you look at the URL, and instead of the URL reading Facebook, it's actually the book is spelled with two zeros instead of two right. O's. Wow. Right? And you click on that, and it may take you to a page that looks like, generally speaking, looks like a Facebook page. And you look at a, a video of a dog, and you click like, and you think you kind of move on. But actually, what you've done by clicking that link is also you download malware. Sometimes that malware that you download is ransomware. Now, there's other more sophisticated ways to deliver malware. Um, you can put it on a USB drive, and if you know you, you you get a USB drive and you plug it in your computer, you can deliver it that way. There are other more sophisticated adversaries like nation states use, but a lot of times it's as simple as just clicking on the wrong link. Is ransomware getting more complicated and stronger and harder to catch and harder to, I guess, eliminate? I think it's getting harder to catch and stronger in the sense that there's there's just more and more attacks out there. The cost in 2018, according to a, a report I recently read, was $8 billion. And I think um, there's another stat I read that um, there will be a quadrupling of attacks in the next four years. So I would say, uh, yes, the answer is that uh, the, the, the the malware will be, will become stronger. There will be a, the volume will go up. And so I think this is something that's not going to go away. And we're also going to be seeing ransomware targeting different sectors that we haven't seen before. How does a ransomware attack on a company affect consumers? There's a lot of different ways that ransomware can impact the uh, the consumers. You know, essentially, uh, we talked about one kind of sad scenario earlier, you know, in the healthcare environment. Um, but I think there's a number of ways, right? First of all, um, if you're a consumer that has data that's being stored in an organization, um, what if that organization isn't backing up their data? They get ransomed and they have no choice but to basically reboot their servers. Uh, you may lose some, if not, you know, all of the data that you've been relying on your cloud provider to store for you. Um, if you're a business consumer uh, and you're relying on a manufacturer of whatever widget it is that's, you know, this company's producing for you as part of your supply chain, and they're shut down for a day or a couple days or a week, you know, if they're not giving you the materials that you need because their their process is shut down then essentially you're shut down until they can get back up and running. So, you know, ransomware is one of these things where if it shuts down an operation, it could possibly jeopardize the data that they're housing for you, or it could jeopardize your supply chain and your ability to operate because they can't provide you with the materials that you need to keep your operation going. So the repercussions to consumers is is really large. And ultimately it goes down to trust, right? I mean, you want to be able to know that the organizations that you're working with have security in place to 
defend themselves from being infected from any type of malware, much less ransomware, which is so detrimental. And I think ultimately, if you know companies you're working with get hit with ransomware, uh, it just erodes and the confidence you have in them, which is never good for a relationship. What can people do or what can companies do then to protect themselves and stay away from this whole scenario? I think there's a number of things. First of all, I just mentioned, you know, uh, organizations need to be doing a good job of uh, backing up their data. So um, you never want to pay a, a ransom, right? That's not what anyone advises to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you do get ran- if you if you do get hit with ransomware, you want to be able to basically reboot, if you will. And uh, it's a lot easier to do that if you only lose a few hours of data uh, or you know half a day's worth of data. It's still uh, a big cost to the organization, but it's better than losing, you know, a week or a month or or, or all of it, right? If you're a small company, um, you need layered defenses, right? So you need to have good cyber hygiene uh, training. You need to be patching, uh, and then kind of do do the basics, and then go on from there. Um, obviously, when you do get hit with ransomware, you want to call the authorities right away. But I think there's there's a, there's a number of things you can do, and and also I want to say that I just gave a TEDx talk in February at Penn State University called are you the best hope for cybersecurity? And one of the points that I wanted to make with the talk, and it was actually aimed towards non-cybersecurity and non-technology community. And the whole point of the talk was the big reason that we're getting hacked all the time is that all the tech we have, whether it's IT or OT or whether it's hardware or software, it's been built with basically with poor security, right? With poor software code and with all the security technology that we have out there, it's not being used to the best of our ability. We, we know what to do. We're just not doing it because it costs too much money. And technology manufacturers... It's inconvenient too, right? It's inconvenient. Exactly. Yeah. And consumers, everyone listening here, even if you're not a business owner, even if you're not in the government, if you're not in cybersecurity, you all have a role to play. You, can, you have more power than you realize. If you, when you're making decisions, when you're buying cars, when you're buying for your company, when you're at Best Buy, if you start asking questions about um, cybersecurity, when you're at the doctor's office and they're testing you for anything and when they're typing into the computer, if you start asking about cybersecurity and saying, how secure is my data? The professional world needs to understand that everyday consumers care about cybersecurity. And once they do that and they realize that you're spending your money based on cybersecurity and that you, you, you bought product A over product B because you felt product B was more secure, all of a sudden cybersecurity goes from being an expense to being a product differentiator and an, and an advantage to them. And now all of a sudden they'll spend money to make their products more secure. And that's another way that these vulnerabilities that are out there will start to diminish and it'll be harder for adversaries to get in because there'll be basically less less doors to walk through. So that's another thing we have to focus on. That is definitely some good stuff. Up next, we've got much more from Parham F. Dikari. Plus, we'll get into more tips on how you can avoid ransomware and stop ransomware from getting into your computer or your business's computer. Right now, we'd like to take a moment and recognize our partners who help make this Commando On Demand podcast possible. All right, we're back here on Commando On Demand. We are talking with Param Eftikari. You are the executive director of the Institute for Critical Infrastructure and Technology. It's a Washington, D.C.-based think tank. Its mission is vast, but very much needed. Ransomware, it's such an important issue that 
really every business and every sector and our federal government is facing today. ICIT is a cybersecurity think tank. Our mission is essentially to help make all of our sectors, uh, healthcare, uh, critical manufacturing, energy, um, our defense, uh, uh, defense industrial base, really help them be more resilient and be able to defend against all the digital adversaries, whether they're nation states like China or Russia or Iran or cyber criminals, make them be able to defend themselves better. So we put out uh, research that's freely available, and that research talks about vulnerabilities uh, in our networks and how to make those vulnerabilities um, go away through technology as well as through better engineering practices. And so we uh, um, help advise Congress, help advise federal agencies, and then the individuals within these companies that are helping day and night to keep our nation's critical infrastructure safe from harm. How did you get started doing all this? I'll be honest, I wish I could say that I knew I wanted to do this from an early age, but frankly, uh, back then uh, there wasn't uh, a cybersecurity industry. So uh, really about, uh, you know, t I'd say 10, 10 years ago or so, I, I started with, with the first organization that uh, was geared towards creating opportunities for meaningful engagement between uh, public sector technology executives in the uh, civilian defense and intelligence communities uh, and the technology community. And so there, there's always a need for public private sector engagement. And so um, I, I really got my, my um, technology chops started, if you will, uh, doing that. And about uh, five and a half years ago, I made a pivot uh, focusing more uh, uh, on the national security and cybersecurity space. I was one of the co-founders of the Institute here, and that's when I really dove uh, headfirst, if you will, into cybersecurity, uh, leveraged the relationships I've been fortunate and really privileged to build. I will say, uh, particularly these days, when you look at the media, there's so much scrutiny uh, on the federal government, and we are a nonpartisan organization, so we never talk about politics. Uh, but, you know, when you look um, on the non-political side, there are thousands and tens of thousands of, of people in the government who work in a nonpartisan fashion, who truly are, are patriots and want to just make the country a better place. And one really good place, if you're looking for inspiration these days as to what's working in government, it is in cybersecurity because these folks are just trying to keep us safe, keep our men and women in the armed forces safe and keep all of you who are listening safe from digital adversaries. Faram, thank you so much again for your time. Thank you for the opportunity. Now, last but not least, there are ways to foil these adversaries when it comes to our home computers. Here's some tools you can use to arm yourself. First, there's Bitdefender. It can help stop ransomware from infecting your gadgets. It's described as next-generation ransomware protection. The tool runs in the background of your gadget and keeps files that make a computer seem to already be infected with ransomware. And that's how it tricks new ransomware variants into not infecting your device. If a new variant thinks your gadget is already infected, it typically passes you by. Trend Micro's Ransom Buster provides protection against all forms of ransomware and adds an additional layer of protection to your PC, even if you already have security software installed. It's super easy to use. Simply select a folder to protect and you're going to be done. Ransom Buster then blocks access by unknown programs to your protected files automatically. It's also smart and allows popular applications like Microsoft Office to automatically access your protected folders, reducing false alarms. Are you protected from the next massive ransomware attack? Cybercriminals are always developing more complicated variants that make it harder for anti-malware software to detect. 
And that's why you need to back up all of your critical data. We recommend iDrive. If you get hit with ransomware, it's not a big problem. You just restore your backup. A company called CyberSight offers the free ransom topper tool. It detects known malware files based on signatures and stops new and existing ransomware attacks. Instead of just protecting folders from unknown programs, Ransom Stopper analyzes running processes for behavior that's consistent with ransomware attacks. When it does catch a potential ransomware attack, Ransom Stopper stops the process before encryption occurs. It's free to use and works with Windows 7, 8, and 10. Cyber Reason's Ransom Free protects against 99% of ransomware strains, including Bad Rabbit, NotPetya, and WannaCry. It provides protection from ransomware for computers running Windows. This tool checks programs against known variants of ransomware and analyzes the behavior of running programs. It's free to use for both home and business. And I'd like to thank our Commando on Demand guest, Param Eftikari, Executive Director of the Institute for Critical Infrastructure Technology, for the great information that he gave us. Thank you so much for listening to this Commando on Demand podcast. Stay up to date with everything digital with Kim's Club for just a couple of bucks a month. Watch the show recorded live, download and listen or watch on your schedule and get unlimited access to commando.com. Go to getkim.com. That's getkim.com.